Welcome to this special edition of the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. In this special series, I'm sharing with you 12 speakers from the Business of Yoga Speaker Series. I really hope you enjoy their wisdom. Hey folks, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome back to the Business of Yoga Speaker Series. I can't tell you how much I have been Sometimes it's like, okay, today I have to go to work. But sometimes it's like, wow, today I get to play at work. And I totally feel like that because I have the very good fortune of introducing everybody to Sandy Fernandez, who is here to talk about money, which is one of my favorite topics. Welcome, lovely. Mine too. Mine too. Thank you. Thank you, Amy, for having me. Hi, everybody watching. Super excited to uh, to talk to you from the future. <laughs> You'll love it. I've got to tell you, Tuesday is awesome. You're going to love it. All right, let me read. I'm out so your... excited. <laughs> let me read out your bio so that if there are people who are watching who don't know you yet, they very soon will. So okay. Sandy is a yoga teacher, Reiki master, and clairvoyant. She has a background. I love this. She has a background in banking and finance, and she worked in the finance sector for over 22 years. Until, I love this part too, she decided to create a business called Karmic Currency. And she helps people look at the energy behind the business and finance. Talk, I love these 180s. Uh, she mm. works with entrepreneurs and business owners, just like us, um, to manifest abundance and create the life that we want by using chakra energy. And she mm -hmm. also has a new book called Karmic Currency, Chakras and Money. Yes, yes. I, yes. I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about and I can't wait to share your wisdom, but I got to ask you this one first, because a lot of people who are in my community, they, they're sort of like had to come out, right? I was an accountant and I came out as a yoga teacher. You were right. in finance and then you came out as not only a yoga teacher, but also arguably more woo-woo, a Reiki master and a clairvoyant. What was that it, like? Uh, you know, it, it was interesting. It was interesting. <laughs> Um, because I started to get, you know, like all this weird pushback from people because they were like, oh, all of it, what, so you're, you're a witch now all of a sudden, because you know, that that's what people think when you start, you know, really dabbling into this spirituality and into all this holistic practice, all of a sudden it's like, you know, metaphysics and people just, you know, they just shun what they don't understand. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I started to get you know, this pushback. I even heard a rumor one time from one of my old colleagues told one of my good girlfriends who we used to work together. He goes, Hey, did you hear that Sandy left banking to go be a psychic? And I said, really? Of all of the things that I do and I can do and I am doing, this is what you come up with. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Okay. But you did it anyway, I guess is, is what yeah. I think is so inspiring. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. And that's really how I created the company because I was able to really connect both worlds. Um, and when I started, which obviously we're going to talk about when I started to kind of in my yoga journey um, and learning about, you know, the yoga sutras and learning about chakra energy. And then obviously then as I you know started studying Reiki, um, I started to see all this connection with my clients in the bank. And that's really how everything just kind of started to, to connect while I was still working, while I was still, you know, at, at my office. So clients would come in and they would ask me for advice or I would do certain things and then some would do it, some wouldn't do it. Some would just, I don't know what they would do with it. And, um, and that's when I started connecting. Okay, there's, there's money mindset issues here. There's chakra energy here. There's, there's definitely 
something else going on. So I started like writing, writing, writing and doing my own little social experiment with my clients. I just started asking certain questions to kind of see what the responses were. And sure enough, I was like, I'm, I'm on to something. There's, there's something here, you know, something, something deeper. I, 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 you referenced your yoga journey and as much as I would love to talk about that I'm so, so much more interested in in everything else that's sort of your body of work in your book um folks go get um Sandy's book Karmic Currency uh I, I I and people always ask me Sandy what Amy what what's what recommended reading do you have on this topic so I'm just so happy that you've done this work for us um because I think we really need it and and I was thinking of you the other day I was teaching a workshop uh in Sydney and um one of the you know we, we were sort of joking and one of the participants yoga teacher she asked me so what if so it's not true if we do what we love we won't just automatically generate abundance you know this sort of polarity between seemingly you have to be right out there in woo woo kind of like I'm just gonna Rhonda burn myself into prosperity or like I'm gonna strive and I'm gonna struggle and I'm gonna put it all down in a boring PDF but what right. I get from you is that actually it's about looking at both of these worlds bringing yoga and finance together tell yeah. us more about give us the give us the summary I guess as a starting point yeah. of your book of course. I mean, look, everything is everything in life is about balance, right? And we teach that every day in our yoga class and we do that through our practice. You know, what you do on the left side, you got to do it on the right side. You can't just rely on, we always have one side that's stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. So it's the same thing with our finances. It's the same thing with our business. It's really about finding that balance. And I know plenty of people who live, you know, just with their head in the clouds and they're just com- completely physically disconnected to their body. And I'm sure that you've seen these people. They don't even like to look at themselves in pictures yeah, because yeah. they see their picture and it's like they don't even connect with their physical person. And this is a person that walks around and they just manifest all kinds of stuff. Like they just say something and the next day it's there. Um, but that's, you know, very, very extreme. And that doesn't happen to everybody. Most of us kind of live down here mm-hmm. in the lower, mm-hmm. you know, chakras. And then all of a sudden, somehow we we just shoot up to the sixth chakra, to the crown chakra, and all of a sudden we've manifested something and we're like, how do I do that again? <laughs> so it's very, you know, it's a very fine, it's a very fine line that, that we have to walk in really finding, finding that beautiful balance where you can live a life of abundance, live the life that you dream, you know, follow your passions, pursue the things that make you happy, but still be able to generate income, still be able to be, responsible, have the things that you want, have a beautiful home, have, you know, the car that you want to drive and, and have, you know, the, the things that you want again for yourself and to be able to, to give to other people. But yeah, it's a lot of it also comes from money mindset, which is, you know, one of the chapters that I talk about also a lot in, in my book is understanding what, what your thoughts are and what your ideas are about money. Because the way that we were raised shapes us and shapes our our ideology with that. So that's a big step too. And I think, Sandy, in our industry, our profession as yoga teachers, <clears throat> I see a lot of sort of wounded money mindset or, or confusion between being spiritual and being prosperous. And there seems to be a... Talk, could you share a little bit? What's, what are your thoughts on that? Do you see that as well? 
you know, when I, when I first started presenting my workshop to local yoga studios where I was teaching and to where I had my friends, you know, here in my local community, I got a lot of pushback from yes. the yoga And their initial reaction was, well, I don't know how you're going to relate, you know, money to chakras because only the root chakra has to do with money. And one of the books that they teach us in our yoga teacher training, which I'm sure you guys study there as well, is called uh, Eastern, Eastern Mind, Western, <clears throat> forgot another name, I have it there on my shelf. Yeah, yeah. Body, Western Mind. And it's kind of like the yoga Bible. Mm. So, um, you know, and, and it talks about chakras. So I went through it and I was like, no, you guys, that's, that's not it. You know, there's so much more to the chakra systems and the root chakra is really just based on survival and fear. And if you're surviving and you're in fear with money, you're never going to be able to manifest and create abundance, you know, in the universe that is infinite. So you have to get out of that caveman survival in order to connect to the divine, to open up those pathways and create abundance. So it was like a huge, mm. you know, overcoming with, with, you know, the, some of the yoga studios. I know a lot of, I, I don't, well, I'm interested to know, I have had in the past um, some pretty toxic <laughs> feedback from people on the internet about uh, talking about money as a yogini. I've seen it. So um, you get that as well? Yeah. Well, fortunately, I guess, and unfortunately, I haven't been on the radar too much, but pretty soon I'm sure I will, and I probably will, you know, get that, um, you know, some negativity, but I have seen it. You know, when I recorded with, uh, with Kino uh, McGregor here yeah. in, in Miami, where yeah. she's home-based here, um, and I put out, I recorded with her a whole series, The Business of Yoga. And there was a lot of people that put, oh, you shouldn't be charging and yoga shouldn't be a business. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of that mentality. But you know what I say to that person? Number one, you need to check yourself and see where you're coming from. Yeah. Because there's a reason that you feel that we shouldn't be earning money. You know, and the second thing is at the end of the day, yoga, you know, yes, it's, it was to be taught for free, but there was people just like in any other religion that surrendered and renounced their physical, you know, possessions in order to live a life, which is karma yoga, that you're not going to get paid. You're just going to travel and you're not going to make money and you're going to do that. So if you don't think that you should be charging for yoga, then maybe that person should go and consider maybe them doing yoga for free and see how you're going to call the electric company and tell them, you know, hey, can I come to a yoga class for free and you guys don't, you know, charge me? But at the end of the day now, currency and money is what we use. Back, you know, back when there was a barter system. So we bartered bread, you know, animals, chicken, cows oils, you know, there was always some sort of barter system. Yeah. So now it's just, it's just money now. It's monetary. It was yeah. never free. It was never that the people didn't pay. And if you do it for free and somebody loves your class, they're going to give you something. It's a gift. People, there's always an energy exchange of somehow. Yes. So that's, that's my answer to that. <laughs> I love it. And increasingly, you know, I wonder about how much of that connection is actually about self-worth as opposed mm -hmm. to some kind of external sense of what's more spiritual. It's a curious, it's an opportunity for personal growth. I think all of this stuff, yeah. when we, when we bring together our spiritual right. path and our, and our, you know, after our, our work and our wealth generation, it's interesting. Yeah, of course. 
Of course. Yeah. And there's, there's plenty of beautiful yoga teachers, you know, who've surrendered, you know, their, their careers and their jobs and have dedicated themselves to, you know, travel the world and teach yoga classes. And, but at the end of the day, they have to charge, they have to, you know, pay for retreats and there's upfront costs that they have to pay and they need to pay, put a roof over their heads and they need to eat. Yeah. So it's all about your relationship with money and how you see it. You know, yeah. if you're, if you have a problem with someone earning money, again, that's, that's a personal problem. Not necessarily. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Um, can you t tell us, because I often in, in my work, I talk about <clears throat> balancing like Shiva and Shakti encoded qualities, like the spiritual and the nuts and bolts business, but I've never mm -hmm. actually looked at mapping business and, and wealth and money mindset across the chakra system. I'd love to know more about that. How does it, how do they correspond? That, you know, it's so amazing because like I said, this, this started to kind of unfold before my eyes. And it really, I love to, I love to say that it was really a divine intervention because as, as the information was like coming to me, it was almost like a download, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was sitting at my computer and I was like in a trance, just <laughs> typing. You know? It was crazy. Um, but, you know, the common, some of the common chakra points that, that I see um, in a lot of, you know, yogis or even people who are looking into entrepreneurship, which, yeah. you know, you're, you're trying to build a yoga business. That's what you're is, there, is the, I mean, it's, it's all of them really, but, but I think the most of them is obviously the root chakra, which is a lot of fear and overcoming, you know, that fear of, of stepping into your own greatness and, and being able to surrender into something else and get out of that survival mode because most people live that way, especially monetarily. Most people live paycheck to paycheck. Yes. So that's very hard to break out of that, especially if you're working a corporate job and now you're contemplating leaving your corporate job to pursue a passion. There's a lot of fear that comes with that, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's, that's one of the big ones. Um, then the third chakra, which is your solar plexus, which is the yellow, mm -hmm. um, that's your action chakra. That's where your self-esteem comes yeah. from. That's where you take action on everything. So a lot of times people, they'll birth an idea, which we use our second chakra. That's where our passion comes from. That's where we create, especially as women, obviously we, we bear our children here. Yep. Um, so a lot of times they come up with this great idea and they're like, yeah, this is my passion. I want to do it. But then there's that failure to launch. They just can't, they can't get yes. it done. You know, a big, that's a, probably one of the biggest ones that I, that I see with my entrepreneur uh, clients and, and my yogis trying to get out. Yeah. Um, and then the sixth chakra is probably the, the last one. And tell me a bit more about that as a, so in terms of a blockage. Yeah, so the sixth chakra uh, tends to get blocked when you now, um, you're either trying to visualize how you're going to get this done. So let's say now you're like, okay, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead, I'm going to move forward, I'm going to create this business plan, and you're making calls, and you're making the actions, but now you kind of get stuck in the visualization process where you, you, you just don't see how this is going to happen, you know, and now you start to doubt yeah. yourself. You know, and you start to think, I, I don't know how this is going to work. I, you know, this person said no, and that person, you know, said maybe, and, and I'm running out of money. And, you know, I don't know where I'm going to get this next paycheck. And now you start to doubt 
and doubt is you know really the killer of our our manifestation it's really doubt is the killer of all dreams so yes. now you're doubting yourself and now you know you're blocking your abundance and now you're blocking that that energy where you're supposed to surrender control you're not supposed to have control of how you just need to know that it's going to happen and like they say the devil's in the details forget about the details don't worry about it just like i tell you know people who are working i'm like you need to let go of the limiting belief that money can only come from your job that's it stop mm -hmm. stop thinking that you have to stop thinking that money can only come from your job if you're thinking about it then you're going to limit the universe to one avenue people do that all the time they're like oh well if i hit my goals this month if i do this many things if i do that many sales then you know i'll be able to get this amount of money at the end of the month or at the end of the quarter but then you're limiting the universe to only use that yes through there. so you really have to be open continue obviously focusing on those things but continually tell yourself i'm open you know from i'm open to the abundance of the universe i'm open to money coming from unexpected sources and you'd be surprised when you surrender that the phone will ring somebody needs a private yoga class or someone needs a workshop <clears throat> or somebody gave me your number or you know so all of a sudden you have an inheritance <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I, I love this and i i really do think though um I mean, Sandy, you're such an engaging person and you've obviously done a lot of, you know, thinking and, and feeling into this work um, such that it comes across as being straightforward, very straightforward. And yet I really see this oscillation in people between, okay, I'm going to trust, I'm going to be open. And then the fear kicks in and they swing way back into, okay, I need to get a hold of this thing and, and get back into fear and, it's really there seems to be people that really swing between it's hard mm -hmm. to actually maintain yeah. the balance of course of course and look it's it's i'm not saying it's easy yeah. you know but but just like everything else right when we when we when anybody started in yoga you didn't just start doing a headstand unless you were in gymnastics and you started doing it when you were five years old it's a practice you yes. work towards it you every yogi has a favorite pose that they're like, this is the pose I'm gonna master. And for me, it's scorpion. One day I'm gonna do a scorpion pose. When, I don't know, but I do it. And every time I do it, I feel like my eyes are gonna pop out of my head, <laughs> but I don't care. <laughs> I do it. Mr. Iyengar says that's just a beginner's thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> but, there, but everybody has a favorite pose. Yeah. You know, like yeah. King Pigeon was one of my favorite poses for the longest time and now I do it and I still I love it every time I do it I just I feel like oh, it's just, my heart is open it's just it's so beautiful to me uh -huh. um but it's the same thing with your mindset you know everything that we do it's practice it takes time but the the key is awareness knowing when you're <clears throat> back into that pattern and when you're disconnecting from the abundance of the universe mm. you know again i'm not telling people that they should be reckless or irresponsible by mm. by no means but you need to be conscious of your mindset mm. everybody knows when that panic starts to kick in there's a certain day in the month that bills are due that everybody starts to go into a panic and you start going holy crap 
you know, I only have X amount of money and I have all these things to do and I don't know where it's going to come from. And that's where the fear kicks in. Mm. And when the fear kicks in, that's when you block. So that's the moment where you need to continue doing, because at the end of the day, worrying is not going to change absolutely anything. Yeah. Nothing. Look, this is first news. In case nobody heard it, you heard it here live. Tweet that. Tweet that, someone. You heard it here live. Worrying doesn't change a damn thing. But, you know, you, you're going to go to work anyways. You're going to make your time. You're going to do your classes. You're going to do what you have to do. Worrying is not going to set it off. So instead of worrying, why not shift that energy and make it a positive one? Hmm. When you feel yourself in that panic, when you feel yourself in that fear and that angst, you have to recognize that symptom within yourself and say, oh, no, this is an old way of thinking. This is an old pattern. I need to trust the universe and I need to allow myself to connect to the abundance of the universe. Because so far we've lived every day, you know, and we've made it through every upset every uphill every negative thing we've we've made it we're we're all here we all have a story so universe is not going to let you down today it's not going to let you down this time so you have to stay in that high vibe it's hard i know we all have our days and if you have a shitty day then fine give yourself 24 hours and after that that's it done no more crying no more pouting shift your energy and align I love it. I, one of the things I also, <clears throat> just to take us back to where we sort of started at the beginning of our conversation, is your background in finance. Long, 22 years background in finance. Yeah. And I know that you have an online, some online materials and a great course coming up, which is really about not only the mindset, but absolutely about the action steps and the nuts and bolts and the financial detail. And I think, you know, I haven't met many people who, who really bring those two things together in a very informed and way with their own experience tell us more about the the work that you'll be offering to people online that that builds on the the work of your book yes so i'm really excited um right now i do have a free one so anybody that wants to check that out it's free it's called chakrasandmoney.com so they can check it out online and it's a free online class that will take you kind of through a very short uh, cliff notes, you know, on what the book is. Um, it'll talk about specifically each chakra symptomatically, um, some of the things that you can look for that'll tell you which chakras are blocked so you can kind of identify if you're not familiar. And, and a lot of people don't know what chakras are, yeah. you know, so, and, and that's okay. Um, but to understand and you can recognize by the symptoms. Mm. So once you see those, then I'll tell you some of the affirmations that you can recite daily. Uh, to do that. Um, but what I'm working on rolling out, hopefully um, now by the summer, um, I should have it done, which will be a masterclass, which will be a longer, more in-depth cool. yoga, yoga poses um, to stimulate each chakra point. I'll tell you some specific foods to eat. Um, there'll be affirmations to recite daily. Um, and then there'll be actual uh, analytical financial steps for you to take in regards to each one of those. When I do work with clients one-on-one, -on -one, which I do those also Skype, you know, and, and online, then I tailor those specifically to that person. Because obviously we go through a questionnaire, I identify your specific chakras, yeah. your specific issues, and then I create one personally for you. 
but at the class, it's, you know, just kind of broad. There'll be, you know, four or five steps for you to, to take financially to make. I want it. I, I want the private one. I, I want. <laughs> Let's do it. That was very a yoga. I'm gonna have to come to Australia. I'm so excited. Yes! Oh my God! Yes, I'll help you. My goodness! Yes, totally. Let me see. Um, okay. Uh, I'm conscious of time, and I just want to talk to you all day. Um, so okay, I have time. I blocked out an hour for this. So yes, everybody's like, yes, Amy, keep asking the questions. We need this. Um, all right. So we've talked about common blocks. One of the questions when I'm working with my clients and um, in my programs is what, what seems to arise is this sense of um, charging one's worth and who am I to charge this or it shows up as well my t because we seem to have an undercharging you know this sort of glass ceiling in yoga land about what's like so I, I know I probably should charge more but my teacher doesn't charge more so I can't charge more than my teacher and so we're all confined by our own self-worth and each other's Mm -hmm. What are you about to share with us about like charging your worth? You know, that's, that's a really big one. That's mm. a really big one. Um, and it's, to just make it very, very simple, I can tell you, you know, you have to put a value on your time and on your services. You know, for example, Amy, what you do is something completely different than what I do. Your talents are very, very different than what I do. You hold a phenomenal skill set that I couldn't do and vice versa. So people need to acknowledge themselves from an individual basis and they need to understand what their values are and what they're worth, right? Once you figure out what your value is and what, what it is actually that you're bringing to the table, then you need to be confident with that, with that price point. The other thing is, is that once you set that price point, you need to now think about why do you want to devaluate your service? And at the end of the day, people who get stuff for free or at a bargain price, they don't really care about it because it's free. Yeah. So they trash it and they throw it in the corner and there's no value and there's little to no respect. When you put a value on yourself, now you're telling people, I'm worth this. Not only that, but you deserve to pay me because I am going to help you. Yes. So, so it's a lot, you know, about self-worth. And again, the energy behind your money, you need to send a message to the universe that you want to attract clients who are going to pay you. If you keep doing things for free and doing things for cheap, all you're going to continue to attract is people who want free crap. And, yeah. you know, and I'm all about, you know, giving certain things away. And, you know, if I like somebody, like that. yes, yes, yes. You know, I'll be like, you know what? I, I know that maybe you're going through something right now and I'm just going to do good karma and yes. I'm going to bless you today and I'm going to give this to you for free. And that comes back in other ways. But at the end of the day, like I said before, we all have bills to pay and you just can't give things away. But don't you think, Sandy, that it's the, the, the place of tithing or charity or pro bono or gifting has to come from fullness? And when it's coming from scarcity, right. that's when it's a problem. But if I already have an overflowing, right. then it feels great to give. Right. Right. Because a lot of that, um, a lot of times it comes to from shame. We're embarrassed yeah. Yeah. Ashamed to charge because we're embarrassed again. And it comes back to our own self-worth. So that tells you 
you know, I'm not, I'm not worthy. Mm. I'm not worthy of, of money. Mm. And that could be feelings of, of worthiness from different places too. Maybe that's coming from, maybe you don't feel worthy of love. Maybe you don't feel worthy of respect. Maybe, you know, th there could be other issues there for that person, but that's really a big one. And I tell people, set your price, charge what you charge. Your clients are going to find you because at the end of the day, you want, you want to attract clients who have money and clients who are willing to pay you for your service. Yeah. Again, it's the law of attraction and that's universal. That has nothing to do with my book. I didn't invent that, you know, but it's the law of attraction and like attracts like if, the more you do stuff for free, the more you're just going to get people's doing stuff for free. When I first started doing appointments, I wasn't charging a deposit for, for the appointment. I would just, you know, I was like, okay, yeah, no problem. Come, you know, whatever time, Saturday, Tuesday, you know, okay. And people would cancel. Yes. Super tactful. They cancel five minutes before they're supposed to be there. Or, you know, they, they don't even call, they don't even show up. And, you know, and we're in a service industry where, you know, I need to be in a, in a good place. You know, I can't leave my house mad at my kids or in a fight with your boyfriend or your husband. You, you know, you really have to yeah. let all that go because yeah. people count on you. So you really spend your time centering and challenging and, you know, and, and saging and, and getting into a really beautiful space. And then you're going to disrespect me and cancel. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's raining. Yeah. You know, or, or my alarm didn't go off. Come on. Oh, gosh, you know, we must have been working with the same people back then. I have, or not working with the same people as it turns out. That sounds familiar. It's a pandemic. It happens. But let me tell you. So what I started doing was I charged a deposit, 25 yes. bucks. It's not a lot of money, but I'm like, no problem. Absolutely. That appointment time is available. You can send me the $25 Venmo, PayPal, Cash App, you know, Zelle, wire transfer, whatever. <laughs> Just get it to me. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I get your $25, I will email you the address, the confirmation, the details, the questionnaire, all, everything that you need to know about your time with me. I'll answer the questions, you know, like before, but as soon as I get your 25 bucks, I will do it. And let me tell you, since I started charging $25, not one canceled appointment, not one. Uh, but yeah. now I'm attracting clients now that pay Yes. because they take it seriously. Now they've made an investment in you. That's right. And in themselves. Yes. And I also think that, I mean, I'm very old fashioned generally, but particularly when it comes to yoga. And I think, you know, for me, when I started out on my journey, self-esteem, rubbish, self-regard, rubbish, like thank Jai Yoga that I've done the, a bunch of the healing work on that. But yeah. it really was about, I didn't think I was worthy to charge for my classes. Um, and what I look, and when I look back now in hindsight, I think, how dare you, Amy? Because it's not actually about you. Like I'm standing on the shoulders of giants here. This is a powerful lineage, and and it's not just me and what I can do, but it's everybody who I have directly and indirectly learned from, and being the conduit from something that is way bigger than me and that has a value even if I'm having a shitty day and not feeling great about myself everyone behind me mm -hmm. they're worthy of charging for yeah yeah absolutely and it's you know it's it's about you being you know worthy to be charging and 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 again for for the person to to receive that and in order for you to be successful 
at your yoga business or your holistic practice or whatever business it is that you're in. You have to be comfortable to, to charge. I don't walk into my local supermarket and try to negotiate price. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, way. if I'm lucky, I find a coupon if I need a discount <laughs> off of something. You know, but I don't get to the cash register and they tell me, okay, your total, Sandy, is, you know, $125. And I go, you know what? If I'm you really give, cared about me, you'd make I'm gonna it give 80 bucks. <laughs> I'm going to give you 50 because, you know, I was very inconvenienced as I walked around. I didn't find everything very easily. I mean, but this is, but people take this True. mentality. True. So you're a business. And I also think if we think about, you know, the, the, the kula or the sangha of, of everybody who's in this space teaching yoga, when some of us undercharge, it drives, every, it drives the whole thing down because there are so many teachers that say to me, well, I've looked at what the average price is in my town. And if there's three of the average that are like are doing that, everybody, right? like to, uh, someone was, you know, eight pounds for a yoga class or what is that, like $12? There is a price for that. Get me on like a whole nother rent. Okay, go. Do it. I love this. Because here's my beef, right? It here, especially here, and I'm sure there too. In yoga teacher training, okay, what is the thing that every yoga teacher training they tell you? You need to teach karma yoga. You need to do free classes. You need to do free classes in order to get experience and in order for you to do this. So what happens? At least here you know, in, in Miami where I live, I live in a beautiful city. They do free yoga everywhere. There's an entire website dedicated to free yoga classes all over the city. Wow. Beautiful. You want to do yoga on the beach. You want to do yoga on the bay. You want to do yoga in the park. You want to do yoga in the museum. You want to do yoga on a rooftop. You want to do yoga with a goat. You want to do yoga with some beer. There is free yoga everywhere. So now what happens? The yoga studio suffers. Yeah. Because why is somebody going to pay $20 or $12 for a drop-in class when I can go and have a gorgeous view of whatever picturesque backdrop I feel like today for free? It's donation. That's a joke. Yeah, that, that's what I found. You know? Yeah. So... Now it's hurting the yoga studios, but yoga studio owners and people who are teaching yoga teacher training, it starts with them. Mm. You're the leader. You are the influencer. You are the teacher. You are the owner of the space. If you are going to charge students for yoga teacher training and you're going to charge because here in Miami, and, and, and I don't know what the price points are, it's expensive. Yes. Yoga teacher training is not cheap not the definitely not the good ones yeah right it is it is not cheap so you're charging students anywhere from 2500 to five thousand dollars at a you know eb yoga studio and you're gonna tell these poor people who've invested money go teach for free at the park no where is the loyalty from the yoga studio owner to their student to say you are now my student you are now under my teaching, under my guidance, it's like you don't have a baby and just throw this baby out into the street and go, I don't know, kid, feed, you know, I just had you figure out how you're going to get milk. <laughs> <laughs> but this is what 
yoga studio. I told you, I told you, you opened the camera. Like, no, I, I, I love it when someone rants more than me. It's so <laughs> awesome. I just love it. But I've never actually thought about it in that. I've never thought about it like that before. And I think you make mm-hmm. a really compelling point. Of course. Listen, my, my, my yoga teacher training, that's pretty much how it was. And the lady at the yoga studio, bless her heart, super lovely. She lives around the block from my house. Um, she was like, oh, we're going to do a karma yoga on Sunday so it could be free, you know, so that people can come so that you can practice. Obviously, I didn't know any how to lead a sequence. Okay, let people come for free, you know, but she never did it. She never, you know, she never hooked us up. She never promoted us. She never helped us even get into another yoga studio. She never even said, you know, hey, this was my, you know, star pupil in yoga, you know, let me reach out to another couple yoga studios. And then the yoga studio owners, they also fail a lot of times at promoting their teachers. You look at a yoga studio and who's promoted as the yoga studio, the owner. And they'll have little pictures of, you know, the teachers, this person's teaching, but they don't, I'm not saying all of them, Mm -hmm. but from what I've seen, a majority of them don't do a great job promoting their teachers. They tell the teacher, promote your class. You need to promote your class. Yes. You need to bring in your students. You need to bring people into your class. And I'm going to pay you five measly dollars for every person that you bring in Mm -hmm. with a cow of 60 really i'm building my following i'm bringing people to your studio but i'm grateful i'm the lucky one it's this is backwards this is backwards it needs to it needs to start with the yoga studio owners it needs to start with the leaders of the yoga community to change that perception and to help their students they need to stop looking at yoga teacher training as a cash cow and as a quick way for the yoga studio to make money because it's not fair. You're getting young kids, these young millennials, they don't, that's a whole nother rant we'll leave for another day, but we're getting these young millennials, you know, who, who are coming out They're They're really, they're, they're looking for this. They, they want this. They love this yoga life. They love this lifestyle. They invest money. They get this money from their parents and they come out and they're like, I'm dying over here. There's, there's three or four kids. They're all roommates. They're all playing together. They're trying to figure out how they're going to do it. And nobody's supporting them. Why? Mm. You just use these kids for their money and now you're not helping them. Mm. So who's really the bad guy? You know, it's an, it, it really, it's, it really is an interesting thing. And I think it, you know, brings us back to where we started our conversation, which is reconciling it's really doing that healing work on a deep level that get us out of fear when it comes to money. Because if we all just trusted a bit more, then we don't have, we're not looking to separate and we are looking to be inclusive and we are looking to collaborate rather than compete. But, but we've got to get way back down into that chakra work, starting at the, at the base. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of yoga studio, you know, owners or, or managers, they feel that if they promote that person, that they're gonna take from the yoga yes, studio. Yes, if I if I support that. you, I'll lose my students and blah blah. Right. blah, blah, blah. But it's the opposite. Yes. It's, and this and this they teach you in corporate America. You have to take care of your employee because at the end of the day, employees leave managers. Employees don't leave corporations. Yeah. They leave the person who's managing them. So if you're not if you're not taking care of your people, why would they, you know, then they're going to leave. But if you're, if you're teaching, if you're treating your 
star yoga teacher who's bringing in, who's promoting on her Instagram, promoting on Facebook. She's doing free stuff at the park and promoting your studio. Why would that scare you? Yeah. Why would that send you into a panic to think this person's going to take my students? Look, it's possible. The best the best compliment would be that one of your students was so successful and did so well that they did open their own studio because you know what they're always going to credit you. They're going to say, I went to Amy's yoga studio and I went to Amy's, you know, yoga training and hers was the best and she's my teacher and I love her and I collaborate her with all the things. That's a huge compliment to you. And, and back to more, um, you know, like big Y yoga, that's kind of how it went. You mm-hmm. study with the master and there yep. comes a point where you individuate, but it's not right. at the expense of the relationship. Yeah. Right. And it's not, you know, just kicking you out and saying, oh, now you're going to do free yoga classes. And I mean, I, I never taught at the yoga studio where I, where I did my yoga teacher training. Mm. I never taught there. I had to leave where I was trained and, and go teach at a completely different yoga studio where they didn't even know if I could teach or not. And, and they hired me and I'm like, wow, this is, this was my mama bear, you know, my mama yogi who taught me everything I needed to know. I cried in this class. I learned so much about myself. I grew enormously. My, my body changed, my spirit changed, my mind changed. I transformed in front of this person who guided me and now you're breaking up with me? <laughs> I mean, I'm crushed. But it happens, it happens all the time. And it's sad. It's sad. I mean, am I right? Do you, am, am I? Well, I'm just sort of re- recollecting my experience. And <clears throat> when I did my first 200 hours, it was a residential thing. So there was no, not at a studio. So we all came in, flew in and got you know, broken down and built back up again and then all went back to our own country. So, uh, but I do think, you know, with my teacher now, um, and again, with my 300 hour, it was like, come in, do the training, go back to your country. Hmm. But I would feel, um, I could imagine that if I had come up through his uh, accreditation process and then had just sort of been discarded, uh, yeah, that would be crushing. He, he He's a, a um, one of the important figures in my life for sure yeah Yeah. right yeah Yeah. and and an authority and because I guess of the deep work that you have to do in a teacher training even though you just know when you sign up for it that's what's going to (laughs) happen listen I had had not given up eating eating meat when I was doing my my yoga teacher training I walked into my yoga teacher training eating a Big Mac from McDonald's (laughs) I didn't know that there was such a thing as yoga clothing when I did my first 200 hours, Sandy. So, you know, I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but, but it's, it's a transformation <laughs> and, and it's a, and it's a, and it's a beautiful, beautiful process, you know, and when you, and when you feel, and I'm, I'm so excited to like see when this actually airs to see what the feedback is going to be um from you know from the audience on this on this particular topic so hang on let's just just do this now folks if you're loving this hit sandy on up on instagram send her a message and send her a love note what's your where can we find you on instagram at karmic currency at karmic currency go follow her send her a note if you're loving it send me a note at amy yoga biz coach we'll send each other notes they'll be like 
karmic yeah. currency, love notes going all over the cosmos. It'll be love fest. <laughs> love and money fest. Um, yes. Remind us again, where can we get your free stuff and your soon-to-be-awesome masterclass stuff? What's your URL? Yes. So um, everything is really under my master homepage, which is karmiccurrency.com. You can really find all the links, everything through there. I do have uh, chakra t-shirts. I have chakra candles also that I make. Um, so I can send those out. Yes. I know it's super because yeah, I need because I need one more thing to do really. <laughs> um, but you know what? What can I tell you? Um, so you can find me out through there, and then the the workshop is under chakrasandmoney.com. So okay, that's where you'll if we go to Comic Currency. We'll find all the yeah. Things. Everything will be there. The book is on Amazon, so you yes. can find it through there. If they have Amazon Prime. They have free delivery. Um, okay, cool. so there and then i'm going to look into that link you gave me for the yeah, uk we still have um kangaroos bringing things in their pouch where i live so you know it, it'll take a little longer but i can still get it everybody go get it go buy karmic currency i think we need to i think these sorts of resources are incredibly important and yes. so again the way that you've brought your spiritual path and your your yogini journey together with your incredible experience in the finance sector is not common and i get from you like passion integrity and that you've, I love the way you described your process, that this all came through you. So, mm -hmm. um, thank you so much. Like, follow her everywhere, folks. This has been, yeah, fun. do it. Follow me. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. And for sure, definitely message me. I'd love to hear from all my Aussie friends. I'm so excited. <laughs> If you've enjoyed these interviews and you're interested in having my support as your yoga business coach, check out the information about my coaching package at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash coaching.